Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. The documents in the New Testament, which are called the Gospels, are a distinctive form of literature. And this particular body of literature, called the Gospels, were the creation, of course, of theologians of the church. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the Gospels. They, these four compri- comprise the Gospel literature. We have three Gospels, which are called synoptic, uh, which means a thing together. And so then, that is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We believe that Mark was probably the first gospel. And it is interesting that uh, we have this, this, this body of literature available to us. Uh, we understand that Matthew's gospel was, is a type of, uh, it is a, well, a small book, as it were, of Christian literature. And then we have Luke, those scholars used to believe that one of the sources was a document called Q. I don't know if we were, they still hold uh, to that assumption, uh, to that belief or assumption. But these three gospels have virtually the, the same accounts, the same information, developed from the same pericope uh, or documents that were circulating about in that we believe were finally put into uh, a, a book form for the church that is the body of Christ. Then we have the, the Gospel of John, which is distinctive in many ways. Now, whereas in the Synoptic Gospels we have parables, um, Jesus does not use or teach from parables in the Gospel of John. John begins with the eternal Logos. And so his perspective is prior to time. In fact, John's perspective is prior to Genesis 1. It begins with the creation 
or the flinging down of the universe into nothingness, which is the language that Paul uses in his letter to the Ephesians. And so, but John's gospel is distinct. It is, it is very interesting. It is very, uh, very powerful in many ways. And so we have this account in John's gospel in chapter 13 of an event that takes place on uh, the evening in which Jesus will be betrayed. And he will be betrayed by one of his inner circle. And his name is Judas of Iscariot. And so Iscariot was a town. And uh, Judas was from the town of Iscariot. And so we say Judas Iscariot uh, for short. He would betray Jesus. So in beginning in John chapter 13, verse 1, we have these words, quote, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come and that he should depart out of this cosmos, or world, unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, or cosmos, he loved them unto the end, or to the uttermost. It is important that we understand this verse, and it, it's, it's, it's great power. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, or Judas of Iscariot, Simon's uh, son, to betray him, which is very interesting. And so notice in verse 2, we have the word the devil. The, the, uh, the word here, is, devil, is an adjective. In fact, it is an adjectival noun. And uh, so then we have a, uh, we have the words now put into his heart. And so the word put is a, is a perfect participle. So I want you to get the sense of the deep, of the deep betrayal. Uh that was in Judas' heart. And notice, the devil, having now put into the heart, into the cardia of Judas Iscariot, Simon's sons, to betray him. Verse 3, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments. So this is a symbol of his servanthood. This is a symbol of servanthood on on the part of Jesus. He uh, He laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Then he cometh to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash 
my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do now thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And it is interesting that this word means a division. This word part means a division or share. You will have no share in me. Now, this is very interesting for us as believing ones because notice, we we have this unveiling. We have this revelation uh, of the person of Jesus. We have this revelation of his personhood. And we have the picture in verse 2 of the devil's actions through uh, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed the Lord. And then we go down and we see that now notice for at the beginning of verse 3, Jesus knowing. Jesus was completely cognizant of what the devil had done. Jesus was completely cognizant of the destiny of Judas Iscariot. And so we have in verse 2 the presence of the demonic. We have the presence of the unclean. We have the presence of the polluted. We have the presence of the destructive. And then, following that, we have verse 3, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he was come from God and went to God. Jesus knew who he was. He was assured of his death to me. And Jesus is also assured uh, he knows the destiny of the devil because from Jesus' own lips we hear Jesus speak about the destiny of the devil which is the lake of fire. Uh, this place has been prepared for him and the, the words that Jesus used are in the perfect tense. The devil knows his destiny. Judas is going to betray innocent blood for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. The price of a slave. And so Jesus does this marvelous act toward those who are his own. Those who have not betrayed him, those who are there with him in this upper room on the night of his betrayal. And so Jesus began to wash the feet of his disciples and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Here is the Son of God. Here is the Son of God in flesh. Here we see the humility of Jesus. Here we see our Jesus being humble. He washes their feet, and later he's going to 
go give his life as a ransom for many. He will die for his disciples. He will give his life for them. And verse 7, he says to them, What I do now, thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. You don't know what I'm doing now. You don't understand this act. But its profound and powerful meaning will be revealed to you in due time. And Peter said, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Of course, this is Peter. And look what Jesus says to him. If I wash you not, thou hast no part with me. See, this washing of water is a symbol of the cleansing power of the Spirit and how God cleanses us to his Spirit. You and I are made new. We are given brand new life through the power of the Spirit of God through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. And notice that the disciples are his. They belong to Jesus now. They are his own. He is telling his own that while in this world there is or there are contaminating forces, Potential pollution that can come into one's life. So how are you and I to be clean? How are we to maintain our fellowship? With Jesus. We have to what? We confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to do what? cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Beloved, don't be deceived. Every sin leaves a wound. We have to be cleansed and our wounds uh, that we receive from sin must be cleansed with the blood of Jesus. This is a very powerful picture. It is very solemn. It is very serious. If Jesus said, if I wash thee not, you have no part with me. And then in verse 9, Peter says, Lord, not my feet only, but also my head. Jesus saith unto him, he that is washed, perfect tense, he is not saved to wash his, uh, he is not to say to wash his feet, clean every bit. You are all clean. But not all, and the speaking of Jesus. For he knew who should betray him, therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. Beloved, keep your heart, keep your life cleansed for the Lord who has purchased you with his own blood. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Josiah and God bless you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.